everybody, welcome back to Sweet, the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture. This is seasons. This is season two's big, 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 big Fast and the Furious franchise countdown. We are ready to watch the second film in the franchise. Get ready for Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh my God, it's not that good. But uh, <laughs> but here we are. Uh, yeah, this is this is Sweet, the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture. My name is Gina Bloom. And I am a transgender female comic, and the point of this show is to bring on some of my favorite funny ladies and have them experience bro culture for the first time and uh, see what they can learn about the world of men or just watch a really cheesy movie. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, and then I bring on uh, a, a designated apologist, someone who is a fan of the work, uh, a tried and true fan, uh, to have a lively discussion, and I think we're going to have a really fucking fun one here today. Uh, again, our film is Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, released in the summer of 2003 to not acclaim. Uh, <laughs> 36% on the Rotten, Tom Rotten Tomatoes meter reading. I believe that is the lowest rating even compared to Tokyo Drift, which I think was 37%. Uh, kind of like a mathematical, like, doesn't matter at that point, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Uh, not acclaimed is what I'm saying. Uh, Richard Roper at the time said, uh, director John Singleton once promised greatness with boys in the hood. He's going through the paces with a story that was old by the second season of Miami Vice. However, Kirk Honeycutt from the Hollywood Reporter, uh, had a different opinion. He actually, one of the few people that seemed to like it. He said, Walker and Tyrese go for a no frill style giving the anti-heroic protagonist solid emotional underpinnings before all the fancy driving gets started. What did that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, okay, Kirk, why not? That sounds fine. Um, and in the studio today, I have a couple of my favorite funny people of all time. I'm so excited. This is going to be a fun-ass show because both of these people are great conversationalists and they're very funny people and I adore them both. Uh, we're going to start with our... With our initiate into the world of the Fast and Furious franchise, mm -hmm. please say hello to the lovely Sarah York. Hello. This is so exciting. Sarah, yeah. I, I, I'm so excited to bring you into this world and to bring you from the bottom. It only gets better from here. I, I hope tell so. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sitting next to Sarah uh, is another lovely, lovely dude. In fact, I just had dinner with him last night. He's a cool-ass guy, and uh, you'll love uh -huh. him. Say hello to Aaron Benoit. Hello, and and I'd like to say I'm a fan of the the Fast and the Furious oeuvre. The oeuvre. <laughs> Not so much this particular installment, but... I remember because like you, like I put up a thing on social saying that I need fans of the franchise for each film, and you messaged me and said, I'd love to do this even if it's for Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> <laughs> With that caveat, I'm like... Well, with a ring endorsement like that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> obviously I'm bringing you on to Too mm -hmm. Fast, Too Furious. Perfect. All right. So, uh, Sarah, this is your first time in the fast oh, world. It is. Please give us your... So, yeah. This, yeah so, I, so for context, like the, this movie, like you said, came out in summer of 2003, which was the, the, year, the summer before my senior year of high school. And now... I know so much. I feel like I understand all the boys I graduated high school <laughs> with now. This was their, like, this was their Casablanca. Like, this was their big film. Um, and 
I couldn't help like I, I was watching it thinking like everyone I went to high school with developed their entire personality around these movies and now it yeah. makes perfect sense absolutely does yes and it probably explains a lot I it am does sure. yeah yes. yeah uh, there was there was quite an obsession with like the the small two-door cars with all the added like boosters and all the car things on them and yeah. that was their whole thing um, and this is the only film in the franchise that I've seen. And now I'm sitting here realizing apparently it was the least popular yes. of the franchise. Debatable part three, also not beloved, but okay. yeah. 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 Whew. I, uh, I watched it twice and <laughs> that's, the first, that's the, incredible. <laughs> the initial the watch was, so I have I, I took some notes about the initial one. Oh my and God. At one point <laughs> I just said, <laughs> I just said shift gears and close up of eyes because the whole scene, it was just like gear shift pan over to the intense eye expressions yeah. as they're driving. And then at one point I wrote 48 minutes in no clue what's happening. Yes. So I, cause I wasn't sure. Like I, I get it now. I get the plot now, but at one point I was like, okay, so it's these fast car guys. They're very mad at, these fast car yeah, guys exactly they become friends at some point but then they turn on each other at the end the plot for such a stupid fucking movie <laughs> is somehow incredibly complex yeah I, yes. it really was it really i was is. like how am i not how is this not clicking right now like i've seen i, I watch movies all the time I, you yeah. know i like to think of myself as a smart person and i was like i don't have a fucking clue who to root for right now incredibly I don't know convoluted happening. yes <laughs> Absolutely. Aaron, uh, give us your impressions on the rewatch. Um, honestly, I'm going to say it. Um, my estimation of it went up a little bit. A little bit. From from absolute dog shit to this is actually <laughs> like there's there's it's kind of fun. It, it's kind of a fun movie. Um, I think the fourth one now is probably my least favorite just because it's so like dour. Yeah, the fourth one's the fourth one's kind of a slog. I yeah. agree. Yeah, it's it's like the dark one. But like if if I were to, to go over like my entire overview, it wasn't until five I think that I became an actual fan of the okay. series because I was never like car guy in yeah, high okay, school. Yeah. Um, I was drama guy in high school, and there was some overlap, but not not for me. I there, didn't get I my. Can't first imagine thing. drama guy and car guy having any overlap. <laughs> <laughs> that Venn diagram would be Those just are two, two circles. separate ends yeah. of the cafeteria. I feel yes. no. I feel like there's always one car guy in every drama club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like the, right. kid, the kid, the guy that drives like the the Honda Civic with the, exactly. with the aftermarket exactly. spoiler on it. Yeah. Yeah. Put in the short shifter with, yes. with the eight ball on the top. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, watching this again, for as much action as going on in this movie, it's surprising how boring a lot of it is mm -hmm. at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Because it's so unclear what's going on. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I did bring some points that I'm willing to defend about this film. <laughs> Love it. We want to get right into that. This is a, this is, this is a prepared fucking <laughs> oh, crew. I have. Oh, I have. I have. No, I've got a whole a whole notes page on my phone. Uh, I'm a podcaster. Come on, I come yes. to these things prepared. Uh, the music is dope. Um, yeah. Early yeah. 2000s hip hop is the best hip hop in my estimation. Got it few. made me. It made me look up Ludacris on my Spotify and get right back into like some of his hits from that era. Yeah, I was well, obsessed. And that's the thing. Ludacris was like unfuckwittable oh, back yeah. at that point when it came to yeah. singles and guest appearances on songs. Yes, absolutely. And his single from this one here, um, 
I feel like was a different song. And then they're like, no, you're going to be in the Too Fast, Too Furious movie. And then he just added the Too Fast, Too Furious drop <laughs> yes. at the start too of fast. it. Yeah. Too fast. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throw on a few car lines. We're yeah. good. Uh, it also has one of my favorite radio edits of all time where it's uh, riding shotgun with a shotgun. And they beep out the second shotgun because it's referring to a gun. Right. <laughs> yes. Riding shotgun with. We're not going to say it yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm a little upset that it missed the Oscar nominations that year for best original song because we were coming. Well, we were coming off of Eminem's "Lose Yourself" oh, the yeah. year before. True, yeah. true. And it was a few years before uh, we would get Oscar winner Juicy J and company with Three Six Mafia with yeah. uh, "Hard Out the Hard Out There for a Pimp." pimp. Yeah. So I mean, I f- and it was uh, the winner was. The song from the Return of the King from the Lord of the Rings series. I don't even remember what exactly. that was. Exactly, it's like Enya and someone else. And, uh, no, I I watched the shit out of those movies. I do not remember an original song. In there. I think it may have been the ending credits. I think that's all it had was. to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just credit music. The Celine Dion spot. Right, yes, the Celine Dion say. spot. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, 2003 was really like the golden age of like rappers crossing over into movies and it was also the golden age you mentioned this was one of your favorite movie titles of all time yes absolutely early 2000s were the golden age of subbing in numbers for words yes and this movie held nothing back in that regard (laughs) and i appreciate that about it two work two two, like two no no no. i I like to imagine they were they titled the movie and it was t-o-o fast t-o-o furious and someone was like hold the phone wait a second what, have I got an idea to amp this fucking thing up? The number two. It wasn't even one guy. It was a focus group yeah. that they turned to. It was like, well, the kids like numbers these days. It was days. a focus group, and it, but it was just a high school detention. <laughs> all the all the bad kids in the room were like, no, this. we know what to do to this movie. Car guy and drama kid yeah. got together yeah. and decided, no, we need a two in there. No, we, we don't need a, a two in there. We need two twos two in there. Two twos. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I did. I love the opening. The opening shots to me were amazing because it was such a, it was like such a shot in the arm of 2003. Like it, first of all, the first thing you see is is ludicrous and he is announcing, you know, the, the big race, like a street race and they pan out and it's just like four incredibly colorful cars with all their like matching people around it including the outfits match yes oh my god the outfits are unbelievable and it the early 2000s were such a regrettable era in fashion (laughs) this movie like really really hammered that home for me i was like oh i was just flooded with memories of like this was cool when i was in high school and it was it's just so bad and what I loved about that scene was the um the like the girl the girl car like they had to yes, you know the, the, the one the, female the big driver pink, the big pink vagina yeah, car yeah <laughs> and her like her crew around her and yeah. I and I think I wrote down I did oh that was one of my notes I said I said girl crew looks like someone marinated brats dolls in Mountain Dew overnight <laughs> <laughs> like it was it's just so it's like, you could if you couldn't possibly turn up the dial uh, anymore on this two thousand three girl gang. Sarah, it was unbelievable. Sarah York, I believe you titled this episode already. I don't know if we can beat that, it's an but honor. we'll try. Thank you. Um and and the cars in this one 
do look better than the cars in the first one. For some reason, the cars okay. in the first one all had the decal with like the person pointing on the side. Like, yeah. Like it was yeah. almost like a metallic angel was pointing ahead right, the entire time. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, there was this a one that. here, the cars looked like they might ex- actually exist on a street that might yeah. exist in the world. And they made a big deal when this came out that this was like they were they were they were bringing all these cars from Japan that were like that were new to the street race world because this was, I think street racing was at its height of its popularity at this point. Yeah. And like, they like all these like cars from Japan that weren't available, like the, the Nissan skyline. Like you'll, you'll, people will still talk about that. That's what he meant by skyline. Yes. I I didn't get it. Yes. Two watches. And I was like, like what? I'm just what not going to worry Earth about this. We're both learning yeah. right yeah. now. <laughs> so like that I did was... notice the Mitsubishi Eclipse was yes. in it, which was a very important car in the early 2000s. Oh, absolutely. For a teenager. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I I had a, one of my good friends in Florida drove an Eclipse, and he had zero game uh, mm-hmm. with the ladies, but he had the Eclipse. So yeah, the Eclipse was like the official car of your friends older sister who gets in a lot of trouble and buys you cigarettes yeah That's yeah absolutely exactly what that was this, this is a this is a bit of a detour but we actually grew to hate that guy my other friends so we would go around letting the air out of his eclipse tires everywhere we saw him <laughs> it was a small town so we saw him a lot and then he hears this and I, is finally like angry That's what it was. angry angry <laughs> and then like a year later he asked me to hang out in Tampa to go watch a movie and I didn't have a ride. I wanted to watch the movie. So, um, I was like, fine, I'll hang out with you. And I got in the eclipse and we're going out to like come back from the movie. And he, he starts looking around and he starts checking the tires and he's like, Oh, okay. All right. I just want to make sure no one let the air out of my tires. (laughs) He was, he was so traumatized by that. I was really hoping this was end with you like sneaking out of the movie theater to let the air out of his tires in the meantime, just so you could see the reaction in real time. See it in real time. God, if I had a time machine, I would have done that. I would have like, Hey man, I I got, I got to pee. And then just like, let the air out and be like, Oh God damn it. It happened again. The universe. Hate. I like to the- think he still just glances at his tires before he gets in his car every yes. single day. Yes, we. I must have been ten times. We let the air out of that dude's tires <laughs> in his eclipse. Yeah, those were the days, dude. Yeah. That, was, those were, that was the time. <laughs> I did enjoy the whole sort of buddy cop dynamic between, uh, between what's his name, the Paul Walker's character's name. Oh, Brian. Brian. Brian, Brian yes. and uh, Roman. Um, I liked when their first, the first time we meet Roman is at that, the Derby and they, instead of just having a conversation with him and asking him to join him, they just immediately start fist fighting. And he tells, which I thought was, <laughs> he tells the FBI guy with him is whatever happened, just yeah. let it go. Like this yeah, needs yeah. to, cause that's of course, as men, we need, that's how we get right. out. Exactly. Our... I remember thinking like, is this how men like, is this how they express frustration? <laughs> they just immediately start to fight. No, it's how we express everything. <laughs> everything. Just, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Cause then they were eventually, he was almost doing it in like a, Hey man, I love you. We're friends, you know, but like, but aggressively, uh-huh. like, I'm, we're friends. That's why I have to throw punches at you. We we it's fascinating. are. We, we actually have that clip. We're gonna watch it in, the, in a little bit. Great. But I would say of the of the early fast films, it is the most homoerotic scene in in oh, all of them. Absolutely. Yes. I definitely got those vibes too. Like, I was like, I kind of <laughs> the second watch this morning. 
I was watching it and I almost said out loud, kiss, when they, were, <laughs> when they were really close to each other. Like just a little kiss on the mouth would have been perfect yeah. in that scene. Now, now, <laughs> now the franchise goes to extraordinarily gay heights by the time, by the time, oh you God. know. Oh God, yeah. The Rock and Statham. Well, the Rock and Statham get mm. on the scene, yes. It's what, a beautiful budding romance. Because what happened, you know, obviously Paul Walker passes away. They write the character out of the franchise. They don't kill him off. They write him off, send him on his way. Uh, he he and and uh, Vin Diesel's character Dom Toretto they're they're like the couple they're like they're oh, like, okay. they're like they're like you know the the, the masculine femme of the of the family, <laughs> uh, but you know once that goes away and 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 Dom is just you know the, the you know the 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 lonely you know broken house mother, uh, they have they they need a new couple so they get Statham and the Rock to to be the new blood to, oh, man. to bring the sex appeal. There's something in this series about the male platonic ideal, or at least what people think the male platonic yeah. ideal is, that we can go through all these insane like circumstances behind like our entire life, but it's still like the, the respect and the love and the corona and the yeah. family <laughs> is still there. Yeah, I, I it, this definitely like, to me I was like, okay, th- I think I understand male friendships now. Yeah, I've never understood yeah. them, and now I think I fully <laughs> get it. <laughs> now you get it. All right, yeah. I have so many more questions. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, we're gonna watch our first clip. We're gonna watch the trailer uh, for Too Fast, Too Furious. All right, uh, and that will give us like a, some nice cues as to the the action and romance that is coming up in this film. All right, just a sec. Yes. Keep your eyes on the road, cowboy. That is so dangerous. This, this scene gave me so much anxiety, where he's just staring and driving. He did the stare and drive on you, didn't he? He got that from me. It made me understand the straight girls I went to high school with that loved guys like that. No problem with authority. You just need to chill out. You ready for this? Come on, man. Guns, murderers, and crooked cops. I was made for this, bro. Amazing. That guy is dead. Yeah, and no one ever mentions. He's so dead. The scene just ends. I'm like, that was a fatality. Yeah, <laughs> four large truck tires going over uh, over the over car. the car. That guy was for that sure dead. Done. Yeah, <laughs> you know the, I will say that's a well edited trailer because you you know everything you need to know going into that. Oh yeah, you know yeah you know that's you know it's gonna be too fast. You know it's gonna be too furious. You, you know, know exactly what you're getting into. You know the guy in the Mustang dies. Obviously, yeah, obviously it's, he's flat. He's, yeah, he's, he's a grease spot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's and, so amazing. And we haven't even mentioned Ava Mendez is in this movie yeah, as well. Yeah. One of the most beautiful people ever, totally deserving of like a late career renaissance mm-hmm. at this absolutely, point. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. But she's off uh raising her and Ryan Gosling's kids, right? Yeah. 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 That's that's that, she's that doing child fine. is gonna Whatever you want to do, Ava, like, we're here for you. Yeah, yes, that absolutely. child is the Messiah, I'm sure. Um 
<laughs> or or like the worst person ever to walk the earth. Yeah. Either either the either the Messiah or the Antichrist. It could it could there only go no one of two ways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. So this was I gather this was Ava's introduction to the, in, in the series, right? Yeah, and she, she was not in the first she one. She only shows up once more in, yeah. in a, a small cameo later Oh, okay. Very brief. Okay. Very brief. This is uh, Paul Walker's kind of a sojourn off with his his true love is Mia Toretto, and she's off in L.A. right his, now. His, oh, his true okay. love is Dominic Toretto. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> let us not... Let us, let us not be... Let us not, let us, let us not be inaccurate. Well, what Who's I didn't get about in this movie, the... Dynamic between Ava Mendez and Paul Walk and so um what's his name again? Brian O'Connor. Brian O'Connor and her character. Yeah. I was like, okay, are they a romantic pairing? Because they seem to just exchange glances for the first act of the film when they there's a lot of like other. there's a lot of like sidelong grins going yeah. like the, like they have like like they but wrote, then they, they kiss on the mouth at one point. Yeah, I think in the script they wrote in. Sexual tension, just the two words. Yeah, <laughs> and the actors were left to interpret like, that however they wish. Out. Yeah, <laughs> Ava got it, but Paul Walker. Yeah. I mean, it was just he. I don't know. I just felt like that. That to me, I was like, that's sort of a loose end because I was like, I don't understand if they are like colleagues who respect each other and are just in this together, or if they are actually like a couple. And I was, and I, and I thought like maybe they were a couple in the previous movie, which now I know is no, not, not true not. at all. No, I. Cause like in that boat, in that scene where the bad, like the bad guys show up to look for her in this little like houseboat. Yeah. They briefly kiss. And she's wearing that. And then that t-shirt that's like four sizes too yeah. small. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like no further real romantic. Yeah. You know. And those bad guys are so bad at looking. There's. A- <laughs> <laughs> yes. They didn't even really look. <laughs> that scene devolved into. Two into each guy pointing a gun at the other guy, and they screamed at each other. A lot. Put the gun down for what I what In felt to me languages. like about eight minutes. Yeah, <laughs> those bad guys are amazing. Speaking of bad guy, another thing that made me laugh about this movie was like the bad guy in this is an Argentinian guy right. with an Italian name. Played right. by a white actor. Played, played by Cole Hauser, <laughs> yeah. white 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 dude, white yeah. guy with a very white name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so I gathered in the first act that Paul Walker's character was a cop. Yes. yes. He is a, disc- he's no longer a cop because he did something so bad. At, in the the end last- of the, at the end of the first film, he infiltrates, well, in the first film, he infiltrates Vin Diesel's gang, his uh-huh. team. And, uh, then he had, then he, you know, he comes out as, of the closet as a cop <laughs> and, uh, in the end, because he has to like save them from the other bad guys that mm-hmm. that are you know that are even worse, and there's a, a truck driver with a shotgun for some reason, and there's a lot of shit going on uh, in the end. But yeah. basically, it comes down to uh, Toretto and Brian get into a final race, and they wreck their cars, and the cops are coming, and instead of arresting him, uh, Brian lets Toretto go and flee to Mexico because oh. then they have become brothers, and. Thus, the family over like has yes. three weeks. I don't know. Well, the, f- yeah. the first movie, the time is is kind of distorted as far yes. as how long it actually is. Yes. This one felt like it took place over the course of like forty eight hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very quick. So this is basically a long form. This is like it's Point Break, but with no surfing. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And the first one even more so. Like, and the the second one just feels like not a great version of the first one because like 
Roman's character is basically Vin Diesel's character rewritten, but just not as good. Okay, because he Roman was upset that he went to jail for some time over what happened in the last movie. No, Roman or, Roman wasn't in the first movie either. Roman oh, okay. Roman goes back to his childhood, which kind of gets alluded to in yeah. the first one. Mentions uh Brian did some time in Juvie when he was younger. Oh. And that was from him running around with Roman back okay. in the day. So they were like friends from childhood. Oh, that's what right. okay. Now now it makes sense. Because I think at one point he shouts out the name of their home hometown or something. Yeah, towards the end yeah, yeah. And, and when the, he's like uh, rushing into Barstow, Barstow, yeah, Barstow. Barstow, good old Barstow, yeah. California. <laughs> also, also a, a fine place to grow up. Um, so the extra textual story is that the first one was a hit, and Vin Diesel, as befits a man who who has called himself Vin Diesel for <laughs> for years, got kind of an ego about being the star of a hit film. And held out for more money than they were willing to pay. Oh. So he refused to do the second. And they had to rewrite it with a new lead. So they put Paul Walker into the into the protagonist role and they brought um they brought, you know, Tyrese's character on. And like you can see where like the details are just barely sort of tweaked. Like, oh, he went to jail, but for a different reason. Yeah. Oh, and he's upset for a different reason. <laughs> and he's a street racer, but he comes from somewhere else. You're basically telling the audience. Don't worry about it. It's a long story. Yeah. Just b- believe us, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. You're every fine. one of these movies is don't worry about it. Just yeah. strap, <laughs> strap the fuck strap in. in. <laughs> Just buckle up <laughs> for the metaphorical ride of your life. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Please buckle up. You have nitrous oxide yeah. back yeah. there. I know. I was reintroduced to nitrous oxide because that was another thing when I was in high school. The boys loved to put the boosters in their cars. Yeah like those canisters or whatever. I never knew what those were. And then I was like, oh, those things. That's what that was, just an extra boost. And I liked how in this movie, in the first race scene, they they make it clear that this is what the nitrous does. You press a button, and then that like Star Wars sort yeah. of like... It warps, warps, warps space yeah. time yeah. around yeah. you. <laughs> like they're breaking the laws of physics yes. on the streets of Miami. <laughs> it's incredible. That first race scene, I would have been so mad if I spent thousands of dollars improving my car putting the neon lights <laughs> this underneath is, this like is the point everything. i keep bringing up in these episodes <laughs> yeah. by the way these cars are a lot of money a so lot much of money. money so much money so and, much money and they're and they're racing them and they're trading their cars like oh you won Here's, here's my, my car. Here's my fifty thousand fucking dollar car. <laughs> and then in this one, Tej is like, "I got a little something extra for you this time." And they raise a bridge, so they have to do a flying leap, destroying their their suspension, yep. destroying the engine block, yeah. destroying everything. That car is never going to be the same again. No, after it's this. totaled. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely totaled. Yeah. I also like this is a tiny detail, but that there are more. There's more than one actor in this movie that I noticed, ludicrous, including. Uh, including the ludicrous who are now playing cops in like those acronym shows that my parents watch mm. like NCIS, oh, yeah, yeah. CSI, they, yes, they all get of around. those. I thought that was a fun detail. Yeah. Like this is the, the natural progression of these, of careers <laughs> for these actors yeah. is you, you eventually just play a cop. Yeah. The actor who plays orange Julius is going to be on <laughs> CSI. I don't know. What, yeah. what are they on now? Uh, like San Bernardino yeah. or something. <laughs> Oh, that's great! That car, the, that car chase scene was incredible. The first one, it was a very long car chase. Scene. Very long, very car, complicated. Like a car sequence is a with, very with like these like all this like GPS shit yeah. going on. It was, it was, it was, it was something like this is the film, and a little bit in three too, where they 
they leaned really hard into the street racing thing and tried to make it ex look extremely cool. Like in the first one, they uh, made some attempt to make it like a little bit realistic, not physically realistic, mm -hmm. but they like the cars felt like something the kids would build themselves. And then four and beyond, they kind of dropped the whole. Well, there, yeah, there's thing. nothing about street racing yeah. after that. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're superheroes. Yeah, they're superheroes after that. So two and three are the most like street racer centric and mm -hmm. like. They really try to make these teenage boys just like jizz themselves over these like and they totally did. Cars. Yes, like this was totally a thing. You know, growing I grew up in suburban, like in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. and oh boy. these kids thought yeah. they were street racers. <laughs> I went to high school with multiple kids who like, yeah, would like get their licenses suspended because they got caught going like 130 miles an hour. I, I Meanwhile, my, my car back then was a Ford Taurus station wagon, yes. so yeah. I was not racing anybody yeah. at that point. I, I, I drove, and I, I've talked about this before, I, I drove uh, a, a decommissioned police cruiser. I had a very fast car. Was it a Crown Victoria? It was Crown Vic with a yep. V8. Yeah, no, Absolutely. It, was, it, it, it hauled ass. Uh, do you remember around this time, I, 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 I had a flash of this memory of this meme that was going around the internet, and this was like pre-Twitter. like Twitter. So it took a long time for like this to get permeated, but I remember these boys. They were called the icy hot stuntas. <laughs> <laughs> I will take your word icy for that. Icy hot stuntas is giving me like a, a weird sense yeah, memory, yeah, but yeah. I do I remember nothing else memory, about it. The icy hot stuntas. <laughs> Were like this team of like street racing friends, and all they did was pose by their cars. Oh yeah, and they had like backward caps, and they're all like white as fuck, and like, and, and they like, don't actually drive, right? They don't actually drive, yeah. and like their pictures got like taken and put onto the internet, and they were made into memes for like years. Like just everyone oh, just wow. loved to make fun of the icy hot stunt does, and like I bet they all work for insurance companies. I bet they are. <laughs> and are like I bet this they haunts are. them to their to this I have day. This, <laughs> I have this idea for for a second podcast where I. Where I track down like like uh, internet culture that has that has fallen has uh -huh. fallen by the wayside. I think I maybe I'll track down the icy hot stuntas at For some sure. point. Yes, track down like these. That was mean also with taking photos next to your car. I went to high school with a lot of of boys who had their senior portraits taken, like Ooh. posing on the oh yeah, like sitting yeah. you know menacingly on the <laughs> on the hood of their like right. Mitsubishi Eclipse <laughs> Spider or yes. whatever the hell, that, which I think was another car. Yeah. I recognize that that purple car that Tyrese drives, the convertible with the unrealistically large rims that mm -hmm. I don't think you would put on a vehicle that's going like over a hundred miles an hour. No, yeah, no, like no, that's no, not no. a thing. Yeah. Um, that's a car that I recognize, though. I was like, I, this is my reintroduction into car culture was another thing, because yeah. I've sort of forgotten about cars yeah, in the seven years a, since it's I moved not here. A thing. I don't know what the kids are doing these days, because I'm not a kid, but like... I don't know if cars are cool anymore. I don't think cars are cool. I don't... Because I, like... Like you see, like TikTok or whatever, yeah. and they're like they're dancing in bathrooms. I don't know what kids are doing these days yeah. with cars, if anything. Um, there's there's still an admiration for I'm, I'm a high school teacher oh, in, okay. in real life, and so Wonderful. but I mean I'm a high school teacher in Brooklyn, so yeah. like, there's not doing a lot of a lot of driving, and, yeah. and the kids don't really not get quite their Omaha, license, but yeah. Um, usually during high school, it's usually near the end where some of them will, and they're okay. driving around their, their parents' vans or whatever they Yeah, got. yeah. Um, but there's definitely still an admiration of Mr. Benoit, why aren't you driving the Lambo? Why, yeah. why, like, what? I'm like, no, I have my MTA card, and that's enough for me. <laughs> Honestly, the, when I moved to New York City and I sold my last car, it was one of the happiest days of my life. Me to, too. To be done yeah. with that. So I have a question about the plot of this movie because I'm still unclear. I'm ac I'm actually completely unclear as to what so the bad guy the 
Argentinian guy with the Italian name played by the yeah. white actor. Yes. He is hire he he needs these guys to run cash for him. Yes. Okay. Yes. And he's getting get watched fast. like a hawk by all of the agencies. Yes. So he decides to hire two guys who drive brightly colored <laughs> sport racer cars to go out to and break in. every traffic yeah. law in order to, to, to get his money for me to be. But he got a window. He got a 15 minute window. window. That rat got that him a 15 didn't even, minute window. didn't even work. That's right. I love how the, the, <laughs> the crooked cop grows a conscience for no reason right. at all. The, the, no continuity with that guy. Yeah. But like, it's. I was watching this thinking, if you would just just snuggle the money in like a Camry and stay under the speed limit, yeah. you'd be fine. I want to say, uh, Sarah, you had a question about the plot, but then you described the plot perfectly. So, <laughs> I, well, I just thought, could it be that simple? It <laughs> yes, absolutely, that simple and simple yet that complicated. <laughs> Describes a lot in this movie. <laughs> now it's all the clarity that I'm getting just from this conversation is is good, is good, Go, and going forward because now at this point now I feel like I have to watch the whole the whole thing. This All is, of them. Yeah, I, I'm taping these episodes out of order, and this has been this has been a common refrain for the initiates. They're like, <laughs> oh, I have to watch this now. I have yeah. to watch all 20 hours of this franchise, plus the cartoon coming out on Netflix next year. I did hear about that. So they're making an animated series about this. That's yeah. great. So, oh, another, one thing that I really loved uh, about this movie is that it the same kind of tropes appear in a lot of movies about police car chases, where... The entire they in this movie, the authorities have mobilized the entire Miami Police yes. Department yes. to chase these guys for having a car with a few duffel bags of cash. <laughs> That's like they have literally there's eighty police cruisers, four helicopters. No yes. It's unbelievable. Well, I feel like it compounds as it goes on because yeah. first it's a duffel bag of cash, then you're running away, then you're wrecking police cruisers. So right. now we just more cops, just more cops. More, yeah. yeah. It's more like, and more cops. It's like Blues Brothers level of <laughs> right. police police cars chasing yeah. them. And, and then by the end it's 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 literally like eighty other cars show up. Oh, all those other ones in the warehouse thing. That blew my mind. I burst out laughing at that scene because (laughs) I was not expecting. They go, they go, they drive the cars into the big warehouse. The warehouse, which we have, we learned in an earlier scene was where they were planning something. We don't know what it is. Yeah. But boy, do we find out. Absolutely. Because all the doors come up. And the initial wave is pickup trucks that come out to, you know, bulldoze the bulldoze cops. Bulldoze the cops, yeah. <laughs> as if, as if then... those guys won't go to prison for 40 fucking years. Imagine, they had to they had to basically get like 300 people on board with this. Every street racer in Miami is 100% okay with going to actual prison to help out the, well, Tej vouched for them. So, right. you know, Tej, and Tej the is connected car guy, to everybody. The cool mechanic likes these guys. And then, and then, so I thought, I thought the trucks coming out was the end was, you know, I was like, wow, that's insane. And then literally a hundred other cars come out. All of them are different. I did notice a PT yeah. cruiser was among them. I, I saw that. And yeah. <laughs> PT cruiser, that stuck colored. out to me. I used to work for Enterprise Rent-A-Car and the PT cruiser was just the, it was the most cancerous vehicle in the fleet. No yeah. one wanted it. Whenever you had to rent it to someone, the look on their face of just betrayal <laughs> they were fucking furious we how, never once rolled that car without a problem how dare how you how dare you put me in a fucking pt me. cruiser <laughs> and, and <laughs> so i did notice that and and also like then you you get the close-ups of like some of the individual drivers who we've brought back from the first car chase yes uh 
who I thought didn't like these guys, and now they're totally on board to help them. Well, I think it's it's the we're banding together yeah. to say okay. it's the man like their fraternity yes. of street yeah, racers. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's why. I, yes. And so Orange Julius, who were <laughs> right. introduced as he comes behind the two girls and just kind of and just, just grabs, grabs them. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he kind of gets his redemptive moments uh-huh. in our eyes because right. okay, he's willing to help out yeah. when when the moment calls for so it. When, and, <laughs> and then he joins the Las Vegas Police Department as like a, as a CSI. Exactly. Yes, yes, he does. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that whole like scrum of cars at the end, and then we find out that they that uh, that the two that our two main characters have thwarted the police because. What do you know? They swapped cars in the yeah. warehouse. So now they're driving the muscle cars. Ludacris and his and the the girl street racer, his girl his now Suki, girlfriend. Yeah. They're yeah, Suki. Their relationship who is, developed off who camera. Is also kind of gay in like the first like five minutes. Yeah. Like I but felt, then not. Then not. Yeah. yeah. Um and their their relationship has blossomed off camera, but we see we can tell that they're sort of like a team now. Uh they lead the cops in the green and, and purple car. And I so I had to rewind and watch again to confirm what I saw, but there's a brief moment. So when the cops are like arresting uh, Ludacris and Suki, writing them a ticket, Paul Walker, who is now away in the muscle car, muscle about, about to fucking jump it onto a yacht, but we'll get there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he picks up a walkie-talkie. I know this device is a walkie-talkie. And he speaks into it to Ludacris. Ludacris cut to Ludacris getting a ticket is on a cell phone <laughs> talking back to him. Not to mention surrounded. I, I know I all like, the times yeah. I know all the times that I've gotten pulled over. <laughs> I was never allowed my to, to pick up a phone. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like hands on the dash. Oh sir. yeah. He's but no, he's like, nah, nah, we good. We yeah. good. He's commu- So like, you're telling me that first of all, you're communicating from a walkie talkie to like a <laughs> singular wireless Samsung mm-hmm. flip course, phone. Absolutely. <laughs> And the cops are cool with you talking to the person they were actually searching for to begin with. Although maybe this is the grounding of uh, the later developments with Tej where he's the super hacker, where now he's able to, he's done some rerouting program, uh which allows a cell phone phone. and and a walkie-talkie. So we're foreshadowing. They're yeah. playing chess here. This is, I'm playing yes. chess. Oh, no, this is a straight up retcon right here. This <laughs> yes, absolutely. They were not thinking at that point. <laughs> I, I loved that. I had to rewind. I was like, does he have a walkie-talkie too? What the fuck was that? It was incredible. And I love to think that that was definitely brought up on set mm-hmm. or yeah, during the writing sure. of them being like, I'm, well, I'm... how do we get them to communicate if all if 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 O'Connor just has a, a walkie-talkie? And they're like, just fucking do it. Yeah, they'll never the, notice. The script suit was like, uh, what, <laughs> they oh, just fine, they whatever. have no faith in us <laughs> as an audience. It'll match. Don't worry. <laughs> and, as they say. And I was able, I was able to, I was able to do the work in my head. I was able to figure out that they couldn't let, they couldn't let Miami police know um, that these guys were were good and and to not go after them, right? Because they've got like because uh, shoot, what's There's the villain? Like, the, what's the villain's name again? Uh, his name is his name is Carter Verone. Carter Verone, yes, <laughs> yes. Verone. Because Mr. Verone has has moles on the force. Absolutely, he does, and they yes. know that they don't know who, but they know that they can't they can't trust the local guys. Yes, they can't. Every trust movie the would cops. have you believe that local police are constantly adversarial with the FBI. But when the local police is going to get them, couldn't their whole point is we want to get the money? Couldn't local police just pick them up at that point to right. get the money? 
They could. Yeah. Okay. They could. I... <laughs> sure. Then we would. Then it would. Then the movie would be not too fast nor too furious. <laughs> it, would just, it would just be. It would be quick take, and upset. Take yes. that script, supervisor. Yes. yes. <laughs> then all of a sudden, the push to talk thing's not a big deal. <laughs> all right. Oh my God. This has been. This has been. A, this has been. This this episode has been too fast and too furious for me to even slip in clips, but I do want to get at least one more in mm-hmm. before yes, we yes. wrap this up. Uh, it's my favorite scene in in this film, and this is the scene that prompted me to tweet to to high acclaim on my Twitter, uh, saying the following: "Surprisingly, on a rewatch, Too Fast, Too Furious isn't bad so far. I have a lot of head trauma since the last time I saw it. If that counts for anything, so <laughs> so um." And that was only after the first scene, and like, then I was proven wrong. So uh, this is the high point of the film for me. It is like the <laughs> I first can't wait scene. For this. Uh, we have talked about it a little bit, but goddamn, it's charming. Um, coming right up. <laughs> yes. David Banner. <laughs> All right, ladies. We're good. We're good. The most incompetent car waxing I've ever seen, by the way. Right. Oh, that butt grab. What happened to Joaquin? He's never mentioned again. No. Nope. Was he in the warehouse? Hell no, I'm not I think so. And I tell you what, either you find a fourth or you don't race. How about that, huh? We should find two, so we don't have to roll with skirt here. Un carro rosita. A lot of Suki's lines are like she's talking for the first time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, slap that ass yeah. during the race. Anybody I want. No matter who it is. Yeah. Yeah, man. You want to race tonight? Yeah, you know I could use the money. You got four minutes, man. All right, I'll be there. <laughs> Brian, who is infamously terrible at driving in the first movie, is now super driver in the yeah. years that intervene. And he gives him four minutes uh-huh. to get from one yeah. place to another, which I love. I love the specificity of that. And that they have to start this race <laughs> yeah. in four. This race must begin must, or, at 12.04. Or, or they have a window. <laughs> yeah. I'm also reminded of what a big deal sound car sound systems were at yes. this time. Oh yeah, yeah. Mine had a CD player. <laughs> mine, yeah, mine had like an aftermarket CD player that got stolen, and then it had nothing. <laughs> what you think? You better. We got rent to pay. I know this. I appreciate the commitment of the of like like bad guy girlfriends to mm-hmm. wear matching outfits to the boyfriends. <laughs> Gotta start this race. The fight's about to break out. <laughs> there are so many shots just like that one, that quick one that we just saw in this movie. Hot girls walk by, guys turn their heads. <laughs> All right, he's being such an asshole in this part of the scene where he's just blowing like steam at everybody yeah like, dude like what is that is that like an espresso machine is it is it hot water that comes out <laughs> whatever it is it probably weighs a lot and is actually 
dampening your performance. Right, yeah, right. Absolutely. Like, imagine the battery power it takes for these cars <laughs> to just run with the music and the lights. Oh, the oversized white tee. I know. I, I noticed that, too. That was my... That was another, like, high school flashback moment. Yeah, I was just commenting about how, how lame Brian's wardrobe is throughout the series. They spent $15 total on his on his yes. <laughs> wardrobe in this whole movie. Various colored t-shirts. They must t-shirts. have been down to the wire. Like, we blew all of our budget on the cars. We have no money for your, for your right. clothes. I can't talk. <laughs> at this point, I was buying, uh, like, $15 Rock-A-Wear shirts at yeah, Rugged yeah. Warehouse. So The t-shirts couldn't be big enough in that era, for sure. And uh, and the baggy pants too. I noticed that. I was like, baggy pants. Basically, yeah. this was the apex of the super baggy pant time. It's it's just a, it's just amusing to me that you know everyone has these cool names, and then like the hot shit guy is like, oh shit, Brian is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> that is so true. Like every character's name is like what you would is like a like an avatar and like like whatever you choose as your character in like Grand Theft Auto yeah. or like like everyone has a cartoonish yeah. yeah yeah and then Brian O'Connor Suki Orange Julius and Brian O'Connor <laughs> oh shit it's Brian it's getting off the hook now I know it took me like forever. I, I just now remember that his name is Brian. I've asked you guys twice to remind me his name <laughs> yeah. throughout this whole thing because it's so forgettable. It's incredible. And his name was Brian even when he was undercover in the first one. Yes, oh. yes. That was, he was, he's just permanent Brian. Oh, he has no other, no other option. He's got resting Brian face. He Absolutely. <laughs> he really does. Oh, my God. I love that car chase scene is unbelievable because I love, uh, or that race scene, I guess, I love how we like, of course we suspend disbelief for these kind of movies for a lot of reasons, but like jumping the car over the bridge that they have, that they've somehow like gotten into the, the infrastructure controls of the city, which I think was just bashing something in and pulling a lever. Yeah. They just, they just jimmied a lock and (laughs) and all of a sudden we've got access to the the city's entire power grid. (laughs) Like they fly these fucking cars over a ramp, like like a hundred feet in the air, going what I was told to believe by the most recent speedometer shot, well over hundred miles an hour. One forty, I want yeah, to say. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> and land with minimal damage to the car and survive. Well, sparks. Yeah, there's well, always sparks. sparks. Yeah, a sparks, lot of sparks. Yeah. <laughs> the pyrotechnics sparks. in this franchise are unbelievable. <laughs> Does anyone remember th- there was the? the drink sparks around this time. Yes. It was the malt liquor energy drink. Oh, I yeah. remember that. I feel yeah. like that was, they saw, they watched this movie and then, then like yeah. that product just existed after it. There's yes. a whole industry of those Willed kind of it. products that yeah. had yeah. like extreme font on right. them and, and was, did horrible things to your, to your inner organs. They even had yeah. the Nas energy. Drink. They had Nas yeah. energy drink. Yeah. yeah. I, I tried it. It was horrible. I tried it once. I'm sure it was, it was terrible. Terrible. The official drink of in school suspension. <laughs> 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 oh my god, oh my god. I, this could go on forever we do have to wrap it up uh sarah york before we go uh you did mention uh that this gave you some insight into male friendships can can we just can we wrap on that can you give us what what too fast has taught you about about the world of men uh the best way to start a conversation is with 
a physical confrontation. Absolutely. And uh, the best way to convey that you are friends with someone is to give them a knowing glance and a quick nod of the chin. Yes. From a distance. A sup. Yeah. And never, ever discuss anything beyond that. No feelings. Nothing. And and Brian and Roman's bro bra. Oh, the bro bra. That's why I, I had to look up their names. I was like, these characters have never once used each other's name. It's just bra or bro. <laughs> another another central pillar to male friendships. Absolutely. And which one are you? Are you are you the bro? Are you the bra? Be the bra you wish to see in the world. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. All right. This has been wonderful. There are so many competing episode titles flying around. Um <laughs> God damn. Okay. I'm I'm out of breath. Uh Sarah York. <laughs> Please let everyone in the listening audience know where they can find you online and yeah. about town. I am uh, on Instagram and Twitter at the Sarah York. Love it. Follow me there. Love it. And Aaron, uh, likewise, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as SlowPass, actually. And uh, can I do a quick plug? Absolutely. And I do a bi-weekly wrestling podcast called Hell in a Cell Phone. Oh, my we're God. We're going back and with, we're watching all the pay-per-views of the Attitude Era from a 2019 perspective. With, yes. With with one of my favorite human beings of all time, Bobby Hankinson. Yes. And, and Eric Silver, too. And uh, I, I don't know don't him. Know, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's wonderful. He's great. But I, Bobby, I... I I'm going to I'm going to drag him into the studio and have him talk about wrestling here. I cannot wait. It has and to he happen. has and he has to wear the gayest suit that he owns, which knowing Bobby is That's 12 of them. Yes. <laughs> At once. Yes. <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh as for me, uh you can find me on all social media at Gina Bloom uh J E E N A B L O O M and right here on Sweet Ladies Guide to Bro Culture on the More Banana Network. Uh oh my god. All right. Yeah, I usually just wrap it up from here, but you guys have been so much fun. Give me something, please. Some some <laughs> some some gem to wrap up on. I'm I'm handing it over to my mm. guests for the first time ever. I, I don't care. I, I have faith. Wow. Well, I know what I'm gonna do the rest of the day today. That's act a fool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it. Everyone perfect. Everyone act a fool. <laughs> we'll see you next week. All right, bye. <laughs>